Good morning. Welcome on in, DJ and PK. Six o'clock. Thanks for joining us this early Monday morning, the last full week in January. How's your winter going? Is it going by fast? Going by slow? Well, I hope it's going by however you want it to go by. I'm PK. DJ's off today, but we still got a ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's awesome. Really, I mean, my goodness, you couldn't ask for more over this sports weekend this time of year. The NFL, absolutely incredible. Where to start? You want last-second field goals? We got one. We got two. We got three. I think we probably have to start with the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh, my goodness. All the action throughout that game, particularly in the last two minutes. Josh Allen is a stud, only to be outdone by your man, Patrick Mahomes, getting the ball with 13 seconds to go. You saw what happened. Goes and gets a tying field goal, and then they get the winner in overtime. Something's got to change, though. That overtime rule in the NFL, don't like it. Bills never got an opportunity to get the ball out on the field. Obviously, both defenses were suffering, so you could argue that the winner of that game is going to come down whoever flipped the coin, whoever won the coin flip, because I don't know that the Chiefs' defense was going to stop the Bills, and if it came down to a touchdown, really, who didn't think that the Bills were not going to go and score a touchdown? So you're telling me a flip of the coin now, it's a little more complicated than that, obviously, but winning the coin flip goes a long way in that circumstance when both defenses were just awful, running on empty big time there, and that's what happens. And then the Rams, how in the world do you let Cooper Cup of all people get behind you? What's going on there? That didn't seem to make any sense, did it? Oh, sheesh. The Tampa Bay Bucks, their defense, just brutal down the stretch. Come on, man. Would have liked to have seen Tom Brady get another one. 44 years old. We'll see what he does now. Either way, man, it was great. And how about the Cowboys and the Pack or the Cowboys, not the Cowboys. The Packers losing the way they did on Saturday night, that was just crazy to San Francisco. Doesn't even score an offensive touchdown, but so what? They get a blocked punt and a couple of field goals, and away they go. Aaron Rodgers looking great right off the start. First possession, they score, and then nothing. Come on. Got to move the ball better than that. And then, of course, oh, since he was an anti-vaxxer, I guess, you go on social media and all the people who are for that, we know which side of the aisle they're on. <clears throat> Let's call it like it is. They say, oh, well, he had it coming and blah, blah, blah. Football turning political. I just don't like it. That's me. I like to keep my sports separate. How about that? Ooh, speaking of political, John Stockton. Did you hear him giving the interview? He's banned from going to Gonzaga games. I'm sure you heard about that. Go to KSL.com. Check out what I wrote. I didn't know what I think was a different take on it. Rather, you can see it on my Twitter feed, PK Kinahan. It's on there, too. Rather than say, oh, John was this or that. Gosh, all these the pundits want to let us know their opinions. I just think that, no, first of all, I mean, you can just know whatever their political alliances are, that's what their opinion is going to be. By this time, two years in this pandemic, we know everybody's political alliance. We know what they're going to say or write before they even do it. I put a piece just saying, this is not John Stockton. This is not who he is. Really? Is this who he is? He seemed to be so much shying away from any type of media activity, and then he's out front on this issue of all things. So go check it out. It's been that way for a long time, and then he decides to 
make his voice known on this. Banned from Gonzaga for basketball games. I think they have five more games this year. He can't go. He's the most legendary, celebrated former Gonzaga Bulldog ever and probably will be forever since he grew up there and he still lives there. That's his home. Can't go there. Wow. What a crazy story, huh? All right. Well, we also had some local stuff going on, too. College basketball and NBA basketball. It's that time of year, right? The Utes getting better, not getting any wins. Lost SC on Saturday. Let you hear from Coach Craig Smith. What are his thoughts as the Utes progress towards the second part of the season? Got about a month or so, about six weeks to go before you get down to Vegas, and they probably have an early exit, and then it's time to reload. Here is University of Utah coach Craig Smith after his team, the Utes, lost to nationally ranked USC on Saturday at the Huntsman Center. Well, uh, first of all, uh, you know, it's a special night for running Utes basketball, uh, retiring Watt Masaka, um, his uniform, and um, having all of his family here and everything. It's a special night. That guy was a trailblazer beyond trailblazers in so many ways. And uh, it's a special, special night um, for the running youth. So um, wish we could have played a little bit better. Um, had some bright spots, but certainly not enough of them. You know, credit to USC. USC is a very, very, very good basketball team. Um, they have there's nothing they don't have. I mean, they have great point guard play, great athleticism up and down the lineup, elite size and versatility. Um, and they just play a lot of different ways. And you see, you usually, you know, when you make some mistakes, they make you pay. And they're just, they're hard to score on. I mean, like, it's just very difficult to score on those guys in the paint. You got to make threes. And we did make some threes, um, but not enough of them. Um, you know, uh, Drew Peterson was unbelievable tonight, and that guy—he's um, uh, that, that guy does everything. I mean, he can guard anybody. He can play point guard. They can play him, be small, play him at the four, and then he's kind of that triple double guy at the wing. You know, uh, I'm not saying he's Scottie Pippen or anything like that, but he has that kind of game that just can—you know—he can score it. He's an excellent passer. Uh, he's an excellent rebounder. You can put him on the other team's best player. He's just that dude is good. I think he had seven made threes in league play coming into the game and I think maybe not, maybe 17 threes all year and he goes five for five and we were kind of you know, it didn't feel like we were only down like nine. It felt like more but we were just kind of being in a dangerous spot for them. I'm not sure they felt like uncomfortable but um and then he stuck two big threes on like same side kind of drawing pitch and, and from not just like uh, uh, like a, it was, they were deep, deep threes. So you're kind of like, okay, shoot it. And, you know, if he misses, it should feed into our transition game. But obviously he's a great player and, and he made those. I thought we did a good job on Mobley. I mean, he's such a mismatch for us, you know, at the four. And, but I thought we did a really good job with, for the most part, with our uh, doubles most of the night. Uh, Boogie, Boogie Alice has had the best of us both games. Um, you know, we have 18 assists. We only had, or uh, excuse me, 16 assists, 10 turnovers. That was good. Um, and we had some untimely turnovers. Of course, when you feel like your back is against the ball, every turnover is untimely. But as a whole, I thought we did a solid job with that. Gabe was really good tonight. Gabe was really good all weekend. I mean, 6 for 12 from the field. Hit some big ones. That kind of got us back into it in the first half when we made our big run. Uh, the dude just knows how to play. We've been talking about Gabe for a while. And obviously, just an unfortunate injury early in the year that really set him back. But now you got, we can all kind of see the kind of player that he is. And 
he's going to continue to be. I thought our young guys played very, very well. Um, um, our veteran guys uh, need to be better for us if we're going to beat a team uh, of this caliber. So, you know, we're in the middle of a tough stretch, three games, three games and uh, four games in eight days, three of those teams, you know, top 25 teams, top 10 teams for a stretch until last weekend. And so no doubt we got better. We looked slow at times out there. We had some lineups that looked awesome out there, uh, mainly the young guys that played super connected. And so, um just got to keep climbing, the, you know, keep getting better. Still got three straight road games coming up, so it's certainly not going to get any easier. So, Craig, Craig you, you mentioned that, you know, you, you guys have gotten better every single game, especially during during this streak. But, I mean, would, would you say tonight was more just a, a, a bad matchup for your team? It's a tough matchup, no no doubt. They're, they're a, it's a tough matchup for us. And, and, but part of that is... You know, just it's obviously the matchup, but they got some players. I mean, when Peterson plays like that, it, they are. I mean, that's a team that can win it all. And because, because like what we said, I mean, their rim protection, the way they rebound, um, I think they're so high level on the defensive end, and then they're so efficient on the offensive end. You know, they just they can do it in so many ways. So uh, I do think that. I thought we looked a little more sluggish tonight, certainly than the than Thursday. And I don't know if that's four games in eight days. You know, uh, it might be some of that. If you look at our minutes besides uh, Lazar, I mean, that's our, everybody, nobody played more than 23 minutes. And why were we doing that? Just to try to keep guys, just the legs feed the wolves. If your legs aren't fresh, you got to, you got to be able to go. And so, but we certainly had some guys that were, were sluggish and, and not as sharp as we need to be. On, on Thursday, you had talked about maybe keeping the, the quick slowing out and everything that way. Today, in the first half especially, you played 11 guys. Are you, are you liking what you're seeing there? Or was today maybe a little bit different than... Um, what, I felt like it was a lot different game, for sure. Um, I don't... Let's be real. I don't like to play like these subbing all the time like and have an 11 guy I think it's hard it's, it is hard for players to get a rhythm at times right like it is but I think it can work for some for, for some guys too and we just our second half defense has not been our first half defense has been pretty good as a whole our second half is we've been shredded at times so you know against UCLA I thought we, we were pretty good on that end, we were able to give ourselves a chance to win that game at, against a high-caliber team, and I think a lot of that was just because we were we were very fresh at the end. We got to be able to play guys more than you know, but we but we got to prove that we can do that consistently, and um, we haven't proven that consistently. So, Craig, oh, you guys have now lost eight eight straight. Um, would you say coming into next week in the Washington schools that this is probably the most critical stretch of your guys' season? Like I said, it's too many to keep track of right now. But um, and I say that tongue in cheek, of course. But I mean, I'm more for focused on. Uh, I, I'm excited about our team. Hopefully, Brandon can get back here soon. And I don't know if he'll play Wednesday, Saturday. I don't know. Might, maybe it might not be till Colorado. Um, but I think we've seen some good progress from from some guys. And the last two games, I mean, a guy like Eli comes in, and Eli played great. He only played seven minutes against UCLA, but he played good, and he impacted the game. Tonight, he impacted the game. thought he played great, you know what I mean, besides his first shot. <laughs> but a um, guy like Jackson Brenchley's come off the bench, and, and just he's given us some juice. And so, um, um, and we just need more of that. So is it, you know, what did you say? Is it important? What was the word you used? The most critical stretch. Um, 
I'd rather, you know, it's still long. I mean, it's not long because we got about six weeks to go, but we just got to try to keep on getting better, hopefully get Carlson back and get him back into a rhythm and and keep growing these young guys to, to get where we need to go. And, you know, um, there's the old adage, I'd ra- you know, I'd rather be at the end of the year, I'd rather be a good team playing great than a great team playing good. And so we just got to keep pushing forward and climbing the ladder and, and I'm not going to go to that extent, you know, but we need to play. we got to play well, and it would be nice to get a dub. When you talk about that, do you bring up Oregon State last year? You we did. We, uh, I believe we said Oregon State. I, th- I think we talked about them a little bit on okay. Tuesday. As far as getting it going. Yeah. We all know how that goes, right? Like sometimes – and our guys have had a great attitude, fellas, as a whole, as a whole. Um like coming out ready to go and mentally, you know, being locked into a game plan and what we're trying to do. And, you know, sometimes you get to this point where teams just shut down. I don't feel like we, like, I don't think we've shut down. Uh, obviously, it's easy to see we haven't. So we have a good spirit to us and uh, a group of guys that really want to represent running youth basketball the right way. We're, just, we're in a tough stretch and we're going to be real about it. And um, um, so, yeah, we brought them up the other night because it's just – you never know how this thing can go, where all of a sudden you start making a few shots, get a few breaks here or there, and it, it, things can snowball quickly, good or the other way. Great. Uh, just to be frank, I mean, you're, you're pretty candid with us in the sense you're not coach speak, a lot of that stuff. Do you feel like in your first year that you're just, you, you have to kind of speak that way, or is this just kind of who you are in the sense of, like, look, we've got to do what we need to do, and this is, it sucks right now, but I mean, how, 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 do you, how do you kind of approach that? Well, I've always wanted to win the day every day. I am, I'm the worst loser you'll ever find. Now, I'm never going to carry it over on a personal note. Now, it, it will be conveyed to the team appropriately depending on the situation. But um, you got to win the day, and it's a process thing. And right now, I, I've, you know, we're, we're learning how to tie our shoelaces in some respects. And this team has been through a lot a lot and um and they but they just keep showing up ready to roll so i hate losing it's not lip speak when you say we're not light on losing i'm the worst um and uh but i'm also i think you got to be you have to be unrealistically realistic um but as long as we can just keep getting better and better i watched the game against usc on december 2nd and we are night and day compared to that team. Not, it's not even close. Not even close. And so that excites me. That's, that excites our staff. I th- and I think you can see the progress some of these guys are making. I mean, at that time, Stefanovic was like a Bambi. Uh, he really couldn't even control either leg for half the game. Now he's got, most of the time, both legs under control, except on a couple of those drives today. Got time for a couple more? Yeah, what's the morale like on this team? I mean, we are on the tough losing skid, but also you said getting better from the beginning of the season to now, which we would expect. But now after a loss like this, what's the morale like? How do you keep going? Uh, well, we're gonna just we're gonna bring high energy, and we're gonna keep teaching and coaching, and show them our team ways to get better and what we're doing really, really well. I think you got to show both. Right. And uh, I, I know I've used this a couple times, but you seem it, the world, it feels like for some people, the world's caving in. Like, have some perspective. Let's just keep getting better. So I know that's a cliche. Um, but what's the mood? Well, I think it depends on the guy. Right. And, and 
mental toughness is an amazing thing. Physical toughness is nice too, but mental toughness and the guys that love to play and love to compete, right, and love to get better, those guys are going to show up. And we got uh, quite a few of those guys. So, and then of course you're going to have some guys that feel sorry for themselves, whether because their team is losing or. You know, maybe they're not playing as much as they want to play, or maybe they're not producing the way they need to play. So, um, so I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. All right, that's Craig Smith. Coming up next, we will let you hear from the BYU Cougars. They get a nice win over Portland on Saturday, right? As they continue to roll, they're down to their final ten games. Stay with us. We'll get to that next. Welcome on in, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for joining us, DJ and PK. BYU basketball continuing to roll, as long as it's not Gonzaga, right? (laughs) Don't know that they're going to roll against Gonzaga. But they're beating everybody else in the conference, so there's something to be said for that. And they got another win on Saturday night. They honored the 81 team. What, they go to the Elite Eight? Is that what it was? Yeah, how about that, man? 41 years later. Not 40 years later, 41 years later. A little odd that it wasn't uh, last year. I guess maybe with the pandemic that they didn't want to do any of that stuff. That's probably what it was. So I take that back. Yeah, probably the right time to do it since that was the circumstances that they're dealing with. Okay, let you hear some BYU sound from their big win on Saturday. Yeah, um, tonight was crazy. It was a great game, a great win for us. Uh, We went out there and had fun. Everybody had their brothers' backs out there. And, you know, we know it's going to be frustration every game, but... You know, we got to get the job done and just have fun doing it. Okay, keep going. Let's keep going. like two minutes. Oh, okay. So, um, talk about who played well, the different changes in the game. So, yeah, it was a lot of different. the coaches, like the coach was fired. Coach Pope, great. <laughs> nice. That's not convincing at all. Keep going. But, um, yeah, so tonight they threw a lot of different looks at us. You know, one last game we was able to get downhill more. This game it was a lot of, uh, you know, perimeter shots and everything, so having to adjust. But um, I feel like we did pretty good just maneuvering throughout it. And um, what I got to say about this Foots, man, six for six on his birthday? That's great. That's crazy. Uh, I could go across the line, though. Caleb, A.B., T.J.R., and Trev. I could go across the line. They all play really good, uh, really well. And, you know, we can't do it without them. I got to keep going. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. And then you say, I'll, I'll open up for questions. I'll open up for questions. Well, that's that's team, man. That's the student section, baby. That is uh, that's the magic of playing in this building, and um, they've been great for us all year. And it's hard, like it's hard. I mean, you got I don't know what the real number is. I always say like sixty thousand, but it's probably only six thousand students. And they're like uh, they're on it, and they care, and they take pride in it, and. Um, I'm telling you, it's just, I mean, where is there a basketball environment with a student session like that? I just don't, I don't think there is one. And so they had a huge impact on the game. We knew, you know, we went through a little stretch of the second half where we kind of had three fouls where you're, you, you know, you're just um, rubbing your head a little bit and uh, they were a little inexplicable and our student section bailed us out. It's pretty fun, right? Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is a good team. 
You know, you think about, uh, you know, they, they, they went up huge on uh, San Diego at San Diego, and then it just the game just kind of weirdly, in a weird way, on the road got away from like it does on the road. It's hard to win on the road. And then they went, they, they went on the road and they blitzed Pepperdine. And then uh, they're playing at LMU, and, and like two minutes before the game, they make a game-time decision that, that, uh, that uh, Mo can't play. And, you know, they're starting three, who clearly you saw how effective he is tonight. He's a real problem. And so this team is really good. Shantae's a great coach. Uh, this is a good young team. Uh, and when they shoot it like they shot it tonight, I mean, they really shot it tonight, uh, they're dangerous. They can do some damage in this league. And so we knew that. Um, you know, every team in this league is good. And um, we, 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 you know, we felt like Foose had a real advantage. The one thing that they've shown is that they'll allow you to get every post catch you want, and then they're just going to really pack it in. They're not going to sell out to try and take away catches. They're just going to pack it in after. And it, for a freshman, Foose was unbelievable at managing all the bodies in there. And Atiki was unbelievable Atiki, managing exactly. all the bodies in there. And his couple post catches, I was super proud of him. And um, and then, you know, our goal tonight was to try and touch the paint. Like, we had to find a way to touch the paint. They're packing in. They switched a lot of ball screens. You know, they're bringing a lot of people, so it's hard to get downhill. So we had to find ways to touch the paint. And I thought Alex and Tijon were unbelievable playing off two feet and, and, and finding send for three. That was kind of the game plan. Just everyone get to the paint and then pass the ball to Seneca so we can make a three. <laughs> Coach, how impressed are you? Yeah, and it's um, we're growing, right? Uh, Tijon was unbelievable in the first half. Sen was unbelievable in the first half. How about these guys finishing the half? Like, they got some magic. This team has some magic. It has nothing to do with coaching either. These just smart, high IQ, feel the, the, the importance of the moment. But, man, we finished the half, the last minute of the half. Uh, every game here has been really special for us, and they did it again. Um, so, you know, it's all around all good. Uh, it felt great. I, I passed up one earlier, and they just all came to me and just told me to keep shooting. Like, you're going to miss a couple. We believe in you just to keep shooting and everything. So to be able to give them that spark and just knowing that they believe in me and knowing that I was able to, you know, fulfill what they were asking me to do, it felt great. Sen ran into that first charge, and he was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to shoot threes. No, nah, definitely. It was really <laughs> effective. It was really effective. It was just great. And, you know, the fan base here is ridiculous. So, you know, I had two early fouls, sat most of the first, you know, how, it's, uh, how it goes. But um, they were just telling me, shoot, I hit the one before that. They was come, when T-John came down and they double teamed him, all the fans were like, send, send, send. They were like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So I shot it and turned around, and then the kids just put his hand out. So it just it was great to celebrate with them. They great. Seneca, for you, going, going back to like Thursday, I guess, how, how much more comfortable do you feel in your role just this week? What has it meant to you for, for your role? Um, you know, just trying to fill uh, feel void. I would say that's my main thing. So whether it's scoring, defending, rebounding, whatever I could do to help this team win, I'm willing to do it. So I'd say that's really about it. You know, the magic about Seneca right now is he, he had a great offensive night making shots, right? And um, he had a great playmaking uh, night. Did we play two nights ago? Yep. Yes, he did. And um, But, like, what's super impressive and the reason why, you know, there's 11 minutes left and he's – 12 minutes left, he picks up his third foul. I'm like, I got to get him out of this game because, like, he's getting to a spot where I'm like, I need him in, in the game, like, in the meat of the game. I need to be able to have him. 
Um, and it's because his defensive numbers are off the charts right now for us. He's really good. He's really making a huge impact. Gideon is. Spencer Johnson is making a huge impact defensively. And, and starting against a team that was red hot to start this game. I mean, did they miss a shot in the first 10 minutes? Yeah, maybe not. Feel like and, um, and so these guys coming off the bench and, and taking a stand is so important to our team. They change us defensively, and they did for sure tonight. Sen was awesome. Coach, how valuable is, is Sen's contributions to you know, every game? It's really important because he, we've talked about this since the beginning of the season. Like mm-hmm. we've had rough patches, yes. yes, we did, we did. And um, it's kind of like just saying, hey, just like you're, it's gonna work, it's gonna fit. Like it's just is, it just is an adjustment period, not just for Sen, but for me also learning each other. And um, and he's been so consistent defensively, minus the. Foul on the three-point shot, but Man. it's so consistent <laughs> defensively that you know when guys play that way, you can just kind of like leave them out there, and um, and and we know that his offensive skill set is unique to us, and I mean it, it matters. Like you know, you, everybody saw Tiki take another step tonight, and we're seeing Fuscore every single night, and Caleb Loner took a step forward tonight, and Seneca Knight took a real step forward tonight, and and that's that's super important for our team to reach its ceiling. It's fun. It's fun to watch guys grow, man. It's pretty cool. You mentioned his defense. Yeah, I wonder why I ever take him out of the game. I mean, really, like he just is—he just is so—he's so impactful on the court, and um, he's not putting up big numbers, but he's taking care of the ball. He's, he's a good ball mover right now, and he'll he'll bang threes when he needs to, and he's really good downhill, getting to a finish. But his 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 work defensively. Is just like it's such a gift to our team because he just goes out there and disrupts everything. He's he's just he's terrific. So he's, you know, he's he's the, every single game. I feel like he's the unsung hero, and um, he's doing an incredible job for us. Coach, what does it mean for you guys to to um, get a chance to see the halftime? You know, they were honoring the 1981 BYU basketball team. Yeah. What, what does that mean to you, and how do you turn that into your program? So a bunch of the guys came to shoot around today, and then we had a dinner uh, for, for the coaches and the, and the team uh, before that I, I never break my pregame protocol ever, but I did just to go see them for five minutes. Um, it is, you know, we take, it, uh, we take it for granted a little bit, I think. And let me explain what I mean. Like we walk into this building, and there's 15,000 people. And this, the greatest, most accomplished team to ever compete for BYU, all these 15,000 people and those people have put aside their life for a couple hours to come support these guys and watch these guys. And that's super humbling. And when I walked into that dinner tonight and talked to those guys for two minutes, that's how I really felt. I felt super humbled. Um, because these are these are great men and great families, great coaches and players that did something that has never been replicated. Like you guys know how much we love history, and these guys have done something that's never been done here. And um, to think that they're willing to walk in this gym and watch us fight and, and support us is is incredible. And um, we also remember every single day. We talk about it all the time. We get to walk in and have 15,000, 18,000, 17,000 people in this building because those guys built this incredible fan base. 
when they were playing, it was 23 every single night, right? They built this like generational love for this university. So the reason Sang gets to bang a three and a youngster's losing his mind on the front row and he gets to run down the court and, and, and give him five, which is kind of like a like one of those magical dream scenarios you dream about growing up is because of what those guys did. I mean, those guys essentially built this building. And um, so I think a lot of humility, a lot of gratitude, uh, and then a lot of hunger. My last comment to them was like, we got to take you guys off the board, man. It's the most accomplished team. We got to find a way to do it somehow. So it was really special. It's really special. How valuable is it to have a guy like Danny Ainge who's so synonymous with the game of basketball to still be invested in and be a supporter of BYU? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, you know, you think about it. Like, in my locker room after the game, I got Greg Kite. Greg Kite talking to Atiki Ali Atiki. Greg Kite, Elite Eight here, four NBA championships, 12, 13, 14 years in the NBA. Like, uh, you know, same size guys, just a little bit of weight difference right now. And, and who gets that, right? When you, I really believe this, like the best, the very best programs in college basketball, those guys are invested and engaged. And so it's pretty special, man. We, we should feel like a family, and, and we're, we're really working to get there. Sid, you ever hear any of those guys? What is that? You ever hear of any of those guys that were, that were on that team, Danny Ainge? And of course, Danny Ainge. I heard of him before. And uh, Greg Kite, uh, they, they legend, and they respect the field playing basketball. We got to meet Steve Trumbo today, which Sid doesn't know what a legend he is, but he does know Steve Chumbo looks big, right? He, he looked big. Yeah. Uh, actually, we were talking about a comparison with him and Foos um, with some, some longtime fans who were like, man, sometimes Foos reminds me because Trumbo got every single rebound, right? And um, it's fun having those guys around. Coach, Coach Mitchell and Tiki, um, how much of a game changer is the big block last game? He's really he's fun, yes. He's fun. He's very impactful. Especially, you know, sometimes you get beat downhill and just you just watching it. You just watching the block, you just know it's about to happen. But he's been improving every single game. He comes out and works hard every single day and he's really trying to get it and it's just it's enjoyable to play with him. Our guys get so energized that by that. I'm a little scared that our guys are gonna start letting dudes drive down the lane just because they want to watch it. He's like, okay, I can get on the break right now. I'm going to let him go by me. <laughs> Cherry pick. He's going to clean up the glass and let's go. Don't do that. We can't start doing that. Coach, obviously, um, you know, Danny Ainge is the CEO of Jazz now since here locally. <clears throat> just kind of curious, what is your relationship like with him? How much do you go to him just for basketball stuff or, or advice, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, all these guys. Like, um, you know, it's, it's funny because it's we're trying to tap into all of – we have like Roger Reed was here and Frank Arnold was here. I mean, I've had multiple meetings with both those coaches, with Coach Rose, with Coach Cleveland, meetings where we sit down and do X's and O's. They'll bring in play sheets and like we'll talk about it. Same with Danny. Like, um, you know, Danny's been super generous. Just, you know, it's not like really detailed, specific to BYU, but just like exploring the game. What I, what I love talking to Danny about is just the trends and the direction of the game because he's kind of like the front vanguard and then. 
like whoever can get close to that front is actually going to win, right? And so um, all those guys have been so generous. Like I said, Greg was sitting in the locker room talking to Atiki. I mean, Greg can share things with Atiki that I can't. That he just knows, right? And so it's super, it's super impactful. I don't know. That's a little bit. That's a little bit. It's a little bit sacred, right there. <laughs> We're very much routine. Like San has just been here for 20, 21? 20 games. Twenty-one games. He's just been here for twenty-one games, and he's already like, man, we do the same thing every shoot around. Coach says exactly the same words at exactly the same time. Our pregame speech is exactly the same speech <laughs> every single time. So we're we're very much in a routine. We believe in it. There you go. That was the Cougars. Coming up next, we will get to the Jazz Heartbreaker in San Francisco. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in, DJ and PK. As we do after every Jazz game, get you the comments of Quinn Snyder and the players. They lose. Bogdanovich has an opportunity to win it at the buzzer. Royce O'Neal to tie it. I guess uh, Bogdanovich would have been right before the buzzer because O'Neal's literally was at the buzzer, the tip in, the putback, hung out of the rim, would have tied the game. Who knows what would happen? But it did not go. Here are, here are the Jazz, their thoughts on the loss as they continue to lose basketball games here. What's that? 3-8 uh, and eight in their last 11? All right. Quinn Snyder and his guys with the Jazz postgame show. Inside the locker room. Stay with us here. We'll let you hear from all everybody who's available starting right now. Jake Scott, take it away. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. The Jazz fall by two to the Golden State Warriors, 94 to 92 last night. They got 21 from Boyan Bogdanovich, 16 from Rudy Gay coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert had 12 to go along with 18 rebounds, but not enough. Steph Curry struggled shooting the ball. Five of 21 of 13, only 13 points for Steph, but Jordan Poole had 20. Um, Andrew Wiggins had 14. Otto Porter Jr. with 13. Kevin Looney with 10. Uh, and uh, Damian Lee got hot, came in and gave uh, the Warriors 12 off the bench. Let's get some postgame sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. No. I, to be honest, I, I told our, our team, too, I just thought, you know, our whole group really competed, you know, kind of – and you know those guys gave us gave us juice, and uh, that's you know that's what we need for guys coming off the bench. But I I thought you know across the board, you know we we didn't play as well as we want to. You know I thought I thought you know it, it wasn't you know the most well played game. There was missed shots, but I thought both teams really really competed in battle. That's that's what we saw. <laughs> Well, I think both we could say the same thing about about our team. You know, I mean, when you um, when the floor is faced and you drive, and guys are going to get some open looks. You know, and to me, um, you know, you'd like to have them contested. Um, but as I said, I, I thought we we really we competed, and um, you know when we got out and run ran, you know, and, and and the ball kept moving, that's when we had the most success offensively. Very happy. 
yeah, Boyan Bogdanovich is as clutch a player as there is in this league. And, you know, you, you see what he, if there's something available and maybe get a timeout and draw something up and probably not get as good a look as we got. Um, and as evidenced by the fact that it was, it was in and out and we also got a chance to rebound it. So their defense wasn't set. So um, not second guessing that one. In a game situation, yeah, that's something, you know, either you get a quick timeout and advance the ball um, or you get a chance to take a look in transition and maybe there's something good, um, you know, particularly down two. Um, and with that, you know, him getting – getting the three in that situation with a chance to, to win the game. And then again, us getting a rebound. If we didn't like what we saw, you know, we can still have time to get a quick timeout and, and try to get a quick two. But, um, you know, I think our whole team's confident when Boyan has the ball in, you know, in that, in that situation. With his size, you know, he's able to get a clean look, even if it's contested and that, that's what he got. It's hard for me to hear after we rally back left. You know, I, I thought, you know, Sarah mentioned too, you know, they missed some shots, but I thought we were we were battling on defense and sometimes, you know, those shots maybe aren't as comfortable. You know, if we're rotating to somebody, we rebounded, um, which, you know, on the other end, you know, I thought when we started getting into the paint, you know, we were able to kick the ball back out and either shoot it or, you know, drive some clothes out. So I thought in both, on both sides of the ball, you know, we were aggressive. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team fell by two, 94 to 92. Let's now uh, get to the players. Let's start off with Rudy Gobert. Rudy, um, how's Recording the knee? Recording in and, progress. And, um, I mean, how's the calf? I'm sorry. How's the calf and, and what do you anticipate, you know, with, with this injury kind of going forward in the short term? Uh, I mean, so, you know, I think it's just a little strain. You know, I never, I never really had that before, so I don't know. It's hard for me to tell, uh, you know, how many games or how long uh, it would take to heal. But uh, I don't think it's nothing, anything bad. You know, I just think and I try to play through, <laughs> I try to play through everything, and uh, uh, you know, I play with uh, I sprained my ankle against Houston. So I try to play through that, but I think he puts he puts a little more pressure on on the calf and then on everything else. So just a minor injury, you know. I, uh, I think we we're going to be cautious, obviously, but uh, should be should be fine. Should be fine. So we saw you kind of flexing your leg um, during that last, you know, that time out with about two and a half minutes left. When did you first notice that something had, you know, when, when I just felt, I right? felt it right away. I stepped and I felt something slowly like, uh, I had a feeling in my calf. I felt something like slowly, you know, like a wheel, uh, not a tear, but a slow tear. So I, I knew something was, so I knew something happened, but I, once again, uh, I try to play through it and, uh, 
I could feel that I wasn't moving right, you know, and I didn't want to make it worse. So, you know, sometimes you gotta, yeah, sometimes you gotta be smart, and then, and, you know, if it's a strain and uh, you make it worse, it, it can be a, a lot, lot worse. So, you know, just try to be cautious with it. Tonight, I, I want to know kind of what you saw out of Eric Paschal and and Trent Forrest. I mean, amazing, amazing competitiveness. You know, we, we they, they they played really hard, and I, I thought as a team we played really hard. You know, uh, the Warriors play really hard too. Give, you got to give them credit. You know, they they, they really play uh, really hard defense. They, you know, they all collapse and they they you know they they're a very active team defensively. They're a really good defensive team, and uh, you know we one shot away from winning the game. So you know it's. Uh, really, really, really proud of the effort of the team tonight, and uh, you know, obviously, a lot of room to grow. But uh, it's it's as long as we come out with the with that with that kind of competitiveness, you know, it's uh, uh, it's a good it's a good step for us. There's Rudy Gobert. Rudy, 12 points, 18 rebounds, three assists. He did leave the game, uh, did not finish the game. You heard him talk about his calf. He's got a strained calf. Not sure if he's going to be able to play tonight against Phoenix. Let's now hear from Rudy Gay. A lot of energy, especially from your best friend. You can see Castle, Where do you think that things let you down? I don't think there's energy. Um... Um, you know, we um, I think the first half we didn't really uh rebound the ball as we should have. Um, you know, I think we played pretty good defense in the second half. Uh, we, we fought with another good team. Um, Steph played with composure, he made sure that everybody involved, and, and um, you know, they came out with the win. But you know, I think we were starting the game like with, with the defensive intensity that we had in the second half, we were a bit better. Compared to uh, what the game against the Warriors was like three weeks ago, what were kind of the big differences tonight? <laughs> well, the outcome was a difference, so, you know, not much. I mean, you know, like I said, they're a good team. You got to take your head off to them. They executed it. You know, they, they played better for more plays than we did. And, you know, we're a team we've been through a lot this past month. And, uh, we're going through, still going through a lot. You know, Donovan being out, um, Hassan being out, uh, myself being out. Uh, but, like, you know, everybody's been out for a little bit. And we've still been competitive and playing and playing these games and, and really being in all of them. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be good to get everybody back and, um, you know, figure out what we can do. How do you guys get through um, some of the adversity that you guys have had this month in time for, you know, the COVID and the injuries and the difficult schedule, et cetera? I mean, it's the league. It's been like that forever besides the COVID part. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of it tells you what kind of what kind of team you are, builds character. Um, and also, other bodies have to step up and be, uh, you know, you know, be NBA players. And it's part of the game. There's Rudy Gay, 16 points from him, five rebounds. Let's wrap up player sound uh, by hearing from Boyan Bogdanovich. Just wondering how you're feeling and kind of what the progress is going forward. 
I mean, I don't know about thrombosis. I mean, I'm, I'm fine right now. You know, it's just like hard, hard hit with, uh, with Daniel Lee. But uh, like I said, I'll be fine. I don't know what it is, but I'll be fine. With the schedule coming up, I mean, I know we've talked to you guys about that before, but now you, you might have even more of a sales improvement than you had already with Donovan and Hassan out. So what needs to happen over the next few days? We gotta stay together. I mean, we showed tonight that uh, how resilient we, we are, that, that we can play even without our, our best player. But uh, like I said, the goal is to, to stay healthy as much as we can. Even we are having a lot of guys in uh, in and out, so every every single person, every single player is important. And like I said, no matter who is on the court, we gotta we gotta stay together and play play our basketball. As the season started, God, it's microphone comes hot. As the season started, you guys kind of like had a mentality of, you know, nothing matters with us until we do it in the playoffs. Uh, even as you're struggling, uh, you still had a mentality. That, you know, when you started off the season strong, you had a mentality. You still had a mentality that you guys are struggling. I mean, man, man, we have uh, we gotta have mentality. Then we gotta we gotta play well in the postseason. And, and every, whatever we're doing during the season, it's to get us to get us better. No matter if we're gonna finish first, fourth, or or, or, or in play, you know, we gotta be we gotta be ready when it's when it's time. But uh, like I said, the main main goal is to stay healthy. Even last season, we we had Mike and Donovan in and out during the during the playoffs, especially especially Mike. And so. Right now, we got again a lot of guys. So, our main goal is stay healthy and, and, and get better. And these last two games show us that we can we can improve even with a lot of guys out. It's not great, like you got a jumpy joint. No, exactly. I really thought that uh, that the ball is going in. It was it was in and out, and then we had even offensive boards. So it was like unlucky on both 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 my shots and uh, and the tip in. Uh, I had a look that I that I wanted. I really I really saw that. Uh, I really saw the the game winner. So, but that, that's that's what it is. I mean, our our defense kept us in the game. We 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 shot the ball pretty bad once again, but eleven points and. Uh, Last quarter, it's just just show how how to get a reward tonight. The last one, Holly Rowe. Boy, and it looked like you you uh, came down awkwardly on your knee. Like, what are you feeling, and and how concerned are you about just how you felt after that moment? I mean, I'm I'm fine right now. I really really hit someone someone when I went for a, for offensive board. I don't know. I cannot tell you much right now. It's right after the game, so tomorrow morning we'll know more. But uh, but I'll be fine. There's Bogdanovich, 21.7 of 17 shooting. Did get a bruised knee. Not sure if he's going to be available for the game against the Suns tonight. Either Jazz could be very shorthanded. 94 to 92, they lose to the Warriors. To back at it tonight in Phoenix. Tip off. Will be at seven o'clock. Pre-game coverage on the zone begins at six. All right, there you go. Jazz lose. Now we got to go on. We got the Suns tonight, best record in the league. What are you going to do? What do you think? Well, we'll get to that next. Coming up, seven o'clock hour. What's trending? In fact, Jake will come in here in about an hour and get his thoughts on everything that's going on in the world of sports. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 the zone.